Salutations! Woo! And welcome to the 70th episode yeah. of the In The House podcast. The official podcast of Scouts' House Supporters Group, yep. which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. Most official. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am super pumped to be here tonight. Yeah. I'm jazzed up. We're outside. It's lovely out. I love out. doing it outside because you can just yell. Yeah. Talk as loud as you want, you just man. Yell. Usually one of our wives gives us a stink eye when Some we're doing it Some sort of grief. <laughs> yeah. So this is great. Um, I am... Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. I think that this is like a huge moment in time for Lou City. Yeah. Uh, and it's exciting stuff right now. So uh, I, I think that we should talk about it. Okay. And uh, to talk about it, I'm going to need a partner. And I can think of no partner better than my partner, who is coming to you tonight live from a fishing village just outside of Okinawa, Andy Frederick. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Andy, how are you doing? I'm good. They're mad at me now because I'm yelling. Sure, scary it's, official. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and uh, I've never been to Japan, so okay. I wanted to go to Okinawa, but sure. not like uh, it seemed too touristy. So I went just outside of Okinawa, a fishing village, and it turns out the only thing to do is fishing. Okay, it's sure. fine with me. It's sure, fine with you me. like fishing. I love fishing. I'm not much of a fisherman. You are. I haven't been in a while since until now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, but, but I do love fishing. Like the last couple of summers, it was your thing. Yeah, like it was your thing. Yep. Not so much this year. No, I was saving up for Japan. I get that, and uh, <laughs> I imagine a pregnant wife gets in the way. It of, sure does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of basically all no, joy. No, no, all joy. No, no, no. It's just been a busy summer. A surprisingly busy summer. So. Understood. Understood. Well, uh, speaking of your busy summer, you were just in New York yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. So before we get talking about uh, the Lippa FC that was, uh-huh. uh, how was New York? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. If you New York is fun. You you spend four days there. You maybe see like one fifteenth, and that's if you're doing all kinds. of And shit. that's if you're going. Yeah. I mean, the food. Is, I mean, you, you will find incredible food. You will find incredible drinks. We went to Chinatown. We went to... Uh, we saw Statue of Liberty. <gasps> we went to the Met. I'm not going to lie. I had never seen... I'd been to New York twice before. Sure. But I had never actually like seen the Statue of Liberty. I consider myself a patriot. Like, I love my sure. country. I love my country. I teared up a little bit. A little bit? I'm not... I'm man enough to admit. I, I saw it. I teared up. I was like, "Did you go find some poor, weak, right and there. huddled masses?" I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to bring them to me. I was like, "This is what we, this yeah. is what this country is founded on." Yeah. Um, we saw David Tell. We went to the Comedy Cellar. Nice. Saw David Tell. Oh, that's cool. It was hilarious. That's very cool. hilarious. I believe that. Uh, it was awesome. If you ever get a chance to go to New York City, do it. Been there, never been to the Comedy Cellar. Oh man, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad you're back. Uh, you missed out on a Lippa FC on our home turf. They wouldn't, where we were, would not let me. And I legit was looking around for TVs like, I wonder if I can like pay somebody to put this game on. Yeah. Because no one in New York gives a shit. No, no I would imagine About that. the Red Bulls. <laughs> About Red Bulls too. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. You drive around Louisville, and you drive around other cities. Right. And there's like their team. It's becoming somewhere. more and more of a yeah, thing. Yeah. Even USL teams around the country, it's becoming yeah. more of a city thing. New York gives zero di- for you know there are a lot they of reasons for that. Do. There's stuff. Yeah. But no, we even drove by Red Bull Stadium. Okay. And I had no idea what it was because you pass it on your way to New Jersey. Sure. And we were like, what is that? And sure enough, rounded a corner. It was like, oh, it's Red Bull Stadium. Me. But no one cares. No, no one cares at all. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so I, I watched the game, obviously, live and in person. Um, I'll tell you, it was a really interesting and competitive game. 
Like, it was, it lived up to the Lippa FC billing because right. it was a game of a lot of action. It was yeah. a game of a lot of interest. Yeah. It didn't bog down in the midfield much. There was, there was end to end stuff going on in this game. Uh, Did Illich play? Illich absolutely played. He, he assisted started? on their goal. He started okay. for them. I was I watched the highlights and I thought that they said from Illich. And I was like, oh, there you go. Yeah. So, Stop that, but there you go. Right. <laughs> uh, so it, it it unfolded differently than the first game between the two teams, I thought, in that I really thought we were the better team from go, from mm-hmm. Jump Street. Um, we played really well. Like I was pleased with the performance of the guys. I thought everybody looked comfortable. Uh, Akil Watts gets his first I start. Saw that, yeah. And uh, I thought that played very well in the first half, disappeared in the second half. Really, it was my opinion. I thought that uh, not a ton of passing from him. He wasn't much of a central midfielder, but when he got on the ball, he looked dangerous and interesting. Okay. You can see the player he could become. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think that he. You know, unseats Paolo or anything like that well, in the middle no. of the field, but uh, you could see how he could become a really interesting player. I'll be interested to see what we do with him in the off season, okay? Uh, because you, there were glimpses of what you could have there. Right. Uh, reminded me a little bit of Jose Carranza in that that they, there was there was excitement, there was yeah. there was good play, but uh, you also felt a little raw. and Felt yeah. maybe like he doesn't command the midfield completely but, yet. But it's exciting. To have the potential to watch a player become that. Because right. then you can say, I remember when he was, you know. Sure. And he's out there practicing with these guys every day now. And, yeah. you know, he's and has obviously earned his way at least into the 18. And for a day, got a start. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see where we go from here. Uh, we give up the goal early again. And it just sort of felt like, oh, no, not this again. Yeah. Uh, in like the 30-something minute yeah. yeah. First half and against the run of play and just annoying. That's stupid. Uh, and for as great as he has played, and he has played great, big mishap from Pat McMahon to allow the goal. Pat McMahon, oh, yeah, Pat McMahon I remember tries what, yeah. to jump the route, and uh, it doesn't. he doesn't <coughs> jump the route. And when that happens, uh, you, you spring Tyler Pasher, and Tyler Pasher is not a guy you get to spring right now. Yeah. He uh, made us pay. I uh, thought Hubbard did nice to come out and try to get the block, but uh, it was one-on-one against the keeper. That's that's tough playing. <laughs> and Pasher was a good player. He slotted at home into the side netting. I mean, it was a tough goal. And uh, so you're behind one nothing against the run of play, against a good defensive team in Indy, and it just felt like, oh, no. Not this. Uh, but again, we had been playing well enough that it didn't feel super impregnable. Right. You come out, we come out in the second half, you're banging away, pounding on the door, banging on the door. We we had possession edge, Man. we had the aggression edge, hacks substitutions were all offensive-minded substitutions. We're gonna get this goal. And honestly, we got down to the point where we had like one and a half defensive players out there. It was like Sean Tosh and and Paco Craig and the end. Like, that was it. Like, yeah. I mean, there was no defense out there. I'm pretty sure at that point, uh, George Davis IV was playing left back. Like, I mean, wow. You were, you were, it was a very offensive-minded right. lineup on the field. You had Abdu, Hopeno, Luke, uh George, Nile, all on the field at the same time. Like I mean, it was just like, yeah. oh, this is a lot of offense. This better work. Oof. And we just kept pounding away at it, and really would, didn't give them the opportunity to get out there and have a shot at it. Well, because we've paid for that before. We have, but it felt kind of fun, and so we're just throwing everything at that at their front door. And finally, we get the nice play in. Yeah. Uh, the corner comes across. It gets booted back out. We get a nice ball played back into the box. Uh, Tosh goes up for the header, and it was a really nice header. I wish that had been like. Obviously, I'm glad that we got it, but like, I wish that was how we got it was from Tosh because when you watch that replay, he times it perfect. He did. I mean, absolutely perfect. And a great header back across the face of goal where yeah. he knew he wasn't going to be able to get enough power on it to put it into a corner past uh, Newton. And so he just plays it back across the goal and uh, Abdu Jam comes in and puts it away. Yeah. Nice goal. 
and uh, it felt just. It felt like deserved 1-1. And then the game got a little chippy, my friend. <laughs> we said it would, though. We did. We said it would get chippy. And it did. Yeah. Uh, there was just a lot of banging. There was a lot of uh, professional fouls, but f big fouls. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, the thing that everybody will remember most from this game is, uh, so Newton corrals a ball. And he comes charging out to throw the ball or kick the ball or get the ball back out into play however he was planning on doing it. And uh, John was in his way. And uh, when John got in his way, he sort of shoved him out of the way. As You've seen keepers do this. Yeah. Where they're trying to run out and they feel like the striker's getting in their way on purpose and they just sort of... Uh, John didn't take kindly to it. And uh, Newton didn't take kindly to John not taking kindly to it. And then Hopano comes in off the top rope, man. Love it. I love it. And just says, that's my partner, that's my teammate, yeah. that's my guy. You don't touch him like that. You back up. And then Newton chokeslammed him. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. No. Uh, coming from the back end of their defense, I think it was we met. Chokeslams Hopano. Jeez. No call from the referee. No red cards. It felt to me like this could have been a red double yellow situation. Yeah. It didn't get called. Obviously, with the benefit of replay, it's easier. It felt like the ref should have had good positioning for it, but there's a lot going on in that moment. I'll give him tiny benefits of the doubt that he didn't see him get actually choke slammed. But uh, after that point in the game, man, it was <laughs> rowdy. And the crowd, man, I was on the Cooper's end for this game, and the crowd was bumping. Bumping. And we kept pounding away at it. We kept coming in for the goal. We wanted to get that as a game winner. And you could just feel the crowd. Yeah. It was a fever pitch over there. And you could tell if if we had managed to put one home. Oh, it would have been mayhem. It would have been like a bomb went off. It would have been nuts. It was great environment for soccer and I think ultimately we maybe deserve to win in this game but you take a tie against a really good indie yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you played indie to two tough they, ties. They were sitting at fourth? They were sitting in fourth or fifth at the time. Yeah. They've got all these games in hand. Uh, they're actually currently right now as Andy and I are speaking playing a big game against New York Red Bulls too. Uh, so there is a big time game occurring in this exact moment between those two teams. Uh, but it, it, Indy's a good team. And so getting away with two draws this year against Indy, they don't want to see us in the playoffs, man. No. They have no interest in facing us in the playoffs. It would be big time. Do you have a score for me on that? Um, Indy's up. What's the score? One nothing. One nil in the, do you have a score, a timeline? Wow, we're in the 86th minute. 86th minute, 1-0 lead for Indy. It is currently 8.50, just to give people a sense of time here. Yeah. It's currently 8.50. So, uh, honestly, I think that standings-wise, I probably would have preferred either a Red Bulls win or a tie. Indy winning is not my favorite result in this, but, no. you know, it's fine. We'll get into some standings talk here uh, after we get through the game reviews and previews. Okay. Uh, but Indy's a good team. You get out of there, a great environment, big, good crowd, 90-something hundred. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a big crowd, and a lot of fun that night. Uh, I, I thought it felt, for the first time this year, it felt like playoff soccer. Mm -hmm. And I love playoff soccer. And it had that oh, yeah. vibe. Uh, Indy traveled real well, big crowd. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, they brought, you know, 80-ish folks to the game, and they were... Honestly, they were good neighbors. Like, I mean, they yeah. they chanted, they screamed, they were excited, but they weren't dicks. Right. Like, it was a, it was a good crowd. These are the games that you want. We always talk about bringing new people to a game. Those are the games you want to bring them to. Yeah. So you can see, like, because the question is always like, well, what's what, why soccer? Like, what's a, games like this? You get to the end of them, you're like, this is why soccer. Yeah. That environment is what you want to be yeah. a part of, and uh, it was worth being a part of. I'll tell you, because it was it was a blast. Uh, loved that, especially seeing as how we have two and a half, three weeks of no home game. And so uh, getting that fix before we went yeah. on the road for a couple of weeks was nice. Uh, 
Did you have any other impressions of the game in this one? Uh, man of the match went to Abdu for the goal and probably for having his teammates back. I thought Sean Tosh played another whale of a game. I thought that uh, uh, Luke worked his tail off in this game. Uh, he was—he looked like he was winded by like the 65th, and he gave a full 90 performance. Oof. And uh, you could just tell it took it out of him. Yeah. At the end of the game, he was gassed. But, do you think, given McMahon's kind of flub, do you think we see him? Yeah. Okay. I, well, and let, let's go ahead and transition. Yeah, if we don't yeah, have anything yeah. else to say, we'll move on to the game preview where we play Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Ugh. Highmark Stadium, one of my favorite stadiums in the league. I hate on Saturday. I hate playing Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a it's always a tough game. It's always a nasty game. It's uh, an exhausting game. It's beating your head against a wall. It's it just, is. It's awful. Now, they haven't been quite as Bob Lilly-ish this year as they've been in the past. They're still very much a, you got to come at us. We're going to make you score. We'll catch you on the counter, or we won't catch you at all, and we'll walk out of here happy, you know, fine. But they're not as much that this year. There's been a lot more free-flowing action. Uh, and frankly, their roster is maybe built for it a little bit more this year. Yeah. And so uh, it's it's fun. Uh, it'll be a big game. It's an important game. Pittsburgh's at an interesting point. They've got games in hand on us. And they are ahead of us in the standings. A win here goes a huge long way towards maybe being able to crawl up out of that seven spot we've been stuck in Ugh. for a month and a half. The thing is, even if we get the three points, we'll still be tied with the one with uh, North, Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, with North Carolina. And that's depending on what North Carolina does this week also. Yeah. So, <clears throat> ultimately, yeah, it looks like we're going to spend at least another week in seventh. Uh, but... With that being said, as long as things keep bunching up, we're going to have a, our chances against these teams ahead of us. And uh, you got to trust that, you know, we'll get there. I'll tell you the most annoying thing on earth. We've gone four wins and a draw in mm -hmm. a row. We've played really well against a couple of really good teams. Mm -hmm. Feeling really good about where we're at. Yeah. It's so annoying we haven't jumped in the standings. But the most annoying thing is we could continue winning the rest of the year. Yeah. And finish in eighth instead of seventh. We could win every game and drop a spot in the standings so if annoying. things go wrong. So there's that. Because Ottawa's still got games in hand on us behind us. Yeah. So it's a weird dynamic right now where the good teams continue to play well and the bad teams continue to be bad. And you just got to trust that we're going to take care of business against the good teams. Lost a little opportunity for that against Indy. Uh, yeah. Now you have another opportunity for it against Pittsburgh. I said, so it's the stretch of Indy, Pittsburgh, uh, Hartford in the middle, and then New York and Tampa. I said over that five-game stretch, you got to feel real good about coming away with ten points. Like ten would be like, holy cow, we played really well in that mm -hmm. stretch. And uh, so far you got one. So, I mean, that you didn't get zero, but you got one. Yeah. So, you definitely got to beat Hartford. Like, that's, that's non-negotiable. We have to beat no, Hartford. Yeah. But this Pittsburgh game, I think, sort of tells the difference between are we going to be pleased or displeased. A draw, and everybody just sort of goes, well, okay. Keep on plugging. But a win, and you're really starting to build. Yeah. Uh, a loss, and you feel like we drop back to the drawing board a little bit. So, lineup-wise... Uh, I'm always scared of Canardo, Fo Canardo Forbes. I'm always scared of Nico Brett. I'm always scared of Dos Santos. I mean, Pittsburgh's got some players. Yeah. Uh, Morgan in goal, uh, very good keeper. He's not a special keeper, but he's a keeper that doesn't make the dumb mistake. Right. Um, all that being said, I'm more interested in what our lineup will be. Yeah. Uh, because we got some weirdness this week. Paco oh picks up goodness. another yellow, so he's out on accumulation because Paco gets yellows. That's what he does. Uh, and we're missing the Jamaicans as they get called up on international duty for this week's game. Oh. So no Sean Francis and no Speedy Williams, and Speedy's been playing super well. Yeah. So losing Speedy for a week hurts a little more than Frano, who's not really been on the field since Pat McMahon solidified his hold. With that being said, I think that's sort of why you feel guaranteed that Pat McMahon holds his job despite okay. the one error. And also because he played a whale of a game corralling Pasher 
Yeah. Except for those eight seconds. Those eight seconds were all that mattered in the end, but I'm saying... But, you know, yeah, absolutely, overall. you got to give a yeah. little bit of credit. So, uh, the questions then become, you imagine that you put either Alexi Swahi or Taylor Pay in, in place of, uh, in place of Paco. Yeah. You keep Oscar, as always. You keep Hubbard, as always. You keep McMahon out wide. Yeah. The, but the question to me is, no Speedy Williams... Do you keep Akil Watts as the six for another game, or do you play both Alexi and uh, uh, Taylor Pay on the back line and move Tosh up to the six, where he's played okay? He's played okay in that role as the six. Yeah. Because we're not going to have Paolo. Uh, you got to keep Tosh where he is. That's what I'm. That's my contention. Also, is that I, you gotta he, keep he's playing he so well. It would just throw a, and the thing is, like, no matter how he played, the next game, if he goes back to where he's been playing, mm -hmm. it throws him off his groove. You know what I mean? He played so well there, you don't want to fuck with that yeah. right now. No, no, no. Especially when you should have Speedy Williams back one week later. So it's a one-week blip. Yeah. And so uh, my imagine, my suspicion is that you will see uh, Akil Watts get the start as the six again. Uh, Do you think you get subbed out? I mean, it just depends. I mean, I feel like obviously. It well, I guess on the, the real score. question is, who do you sub in for him? If well, see, I think that out. if we decide we need more offense, he doesn't get subbed in. I think that he showed he wants to get forward. If we decide we need more defense because we've got a lead or a tight fought draw, and you want more defense, then I think you bring in the other center back and then you move Tosh up to, okay. to the six. Because Niall McCabe's not a six. Napo Matoso is not a six. And so I think that you keep rolling out what you ro have essentially been rolling out. You keep Napo and Nile in the middle with, or you keep Nile out wide or yeah. Napo out wide with uh, Hopano in the middle and Jom on the left. Yeah. And then Maggie at the 10 because he's back from his suspension. Yeah. And then uh, Nile and Napo playing behind him. Okay. Or is it Nile and Akil, or Napo and Akil? Because you got to have a six, and neither of them strike me as a six. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fluid conundrum. situation. It's fluid. So I, it's times like that. I wish that we had like a board, <laughs> yeah, with these people like on it that we could move around and shit and play with it a little bit and see what happens. I don't think and, you'll be shocked to hear. Coach Hackworth has such a board. I know that. I'm saying, like, you and I, like... We should get one. We should. We should ask for one for Christmas. Like, hey, wives, could you get us a really nice substitutions board? Have this made. With some laminated and magnetized uh, names for us of all of the players? Have this made. Go. And could you tell us who we're going to be playing for us next year so we have that? Too? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, it's, it's gonna be tough. Uh, you feel like there'll be three or four changes this week, whereas we've been getting away with only having to make one or two changes per week. Yeah. And it sucks, because we played those three games in a row without having to make a change, and we won all three of those. Yeah. And then, due to injury, due to yellow card accumulation, you've had to move some guys around. Uh, we'll see. Do we have uh, any kind of news on uh, Paolo? I have no news on Paolo. I have no news on Brian Ombi. No news on either of them. If I had news to share, I will share it. I have no news. Okay. Uh, my impression, and I think I can say this without <coughs> fear of recrimination, uh, my impression is that they are both not super far away, Okay. but that neither of them is imminent at all. Do we know if they've been practicing at all? They are definitely at practice. Okay. I don't know what level of participants they are. They don't tell me that stuff. I go I go to practice for like ten minutes to drop stuff off. Like right. I'm not I'm not hanging out at practice. No, no. So uh, I don't know what level of participants they are. I know they are both present. Okay. So they're not like you know in a hospital wing somewhere. Okay. That's well. That's a start. Damn right. <laughs> that's a start. Uh, so you got that. My expectation is that this game is going to be very similar to the one we just played. 
You're playing against a good defensive team, but we're a good offensive team. And by good, I just mean we're good at possessing the ball. We're good at getting the ball into the opponent's third. Whether or not we finish is a different story. Pittsburgh has been on a run. I, I believe I saw just today that they are, over their last 15 games, like 11-1-2. Now, the one loss was inexplicable. They got blown out 5 nothing by North Carolina, who we just beat. Weird. Yes. Super weird. It was. Five nothing? Yeah. Against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Blown the hell out. What did they do? I, I'm trying to remember if there were red cards in that game, but I'm just saying I, five nothing. North Carolina win. Even with a red card, even with Pittsburgh being down a man, still five nothing? Yeah. What like was it the keeper? <laughs> I honestly I haven't watched the game, so I can't tell you for sure. What I can tell you is that it's an inexplicable result. It is weird. They've also been blowing people out some games, though. They have some big wins over some big teams. Uh, I, I feel like they beat Red Bulls like 4-1. Like, some bizarre results, but ultimately happening? very good over the last 15 games. 11 wins, I'm sure of that part. And then either one loss and two draws or two losses and one draw. It's really good. It's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be. It's always tough playing against Pittsburgh or Rochester or Rochesterburg. Rochesterburg. So uh, the the Lily Hounds. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be tough. It's a big game. But here's the thing. These are the kinds of games we gotta win. Yeah. The one thing that I keep saying in my mind, thinking about the about the rest of this season, is we need to have a statement win, not just against a team, not against Hartford. We need a statement win against one of the big teams. Yeah. Just to remind everybody, if you want to win the Eastern Conference, you're going to have to deal with us. Like, don't think that you're going to, like, skate through and never right. see us. Right. You are – Louisville, you may be able to win the East over us this year. But we're you're not going to see us, yeah. We're not just going to lay down. And I'd like to see a statement win. And it can be any of the three, whether it's Tampa, New York, New York or yeah. Pittsburgh. I'd like it to be New York. Or all three. How about we just beat the shit out of oh all three God. of them? How, how glorious would Announce that be? Announce our presence with authority. It'd be fun. God, that'd be amazing. And we're, we're coming up. It's such a nice night tonight. It makes me feel like we're nearing fall. Yeah. Now, I know we're not. Because I looked at the forecast the other day, and there are still ah. like... They're still, like, in the next two weeks, they're still predicting something along the lines of six days in the 90s. We're not there yet, okay? We're getting there. Closer. It's not every day in the 90s. That's something. And actually, tomorrow, I think it's supposed to be gorgeous. I think it's supposed to be, like, 80 degrees and lovely. Yeah. But it's making me feel a little playoff-y. And when I start feeling playoff-y... Those are good times. I start thinking about... Loose City, man. Those are they're stressful times, but they're good times. Now, it's going to be a different kind of year for us. Even if we finish this year crazy strong. Let's say we win out. Let's say we, we go on our run now. We not even draw. We win out. A, everyone will be terrified. But B, we're still likely to only be the 2, 3, or 4 seed. Yeah. Like, and that's if you win out. Likely still only the two, which means there will probably be road games in our playoff future. And that's something we don't talk about a ton, but the bottom line is Louisville City FC has never been eliminated from any competition ever at home. We have never won a road USL playoff game. We're 0 and 2 on the road in playoffs. And for you sticklers out there, I'm aware we're 0-1-1 with a failure to advance. But yes, we've never advanced from a road playoff game. It's tough. Throwing a lot of scary stuff out there right now, bud. I'm saying... I know, I know, I know, but... What better time than the present, though, to turn that shit around? Let's get some momentum. Let's go into the playoffs riding high and make some noise. And this Pittsburgh game, like I say, we've got another three out of four games that ought to be all playoff-type intensity. 
because the bottom line is New York Red Bulls, Tampa Bay Rowdies, Nashville, uh, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, Indy 11, us, and kind of Ottawa yeah. are all good teams. They're all going to be dangerous teams. If you told me right now that any of those teams made the, the USL Cup final, I wouldn't be stunned. I'd be surprised if it was North Carolina or Ottawa. I would be. Yeah. But I wouldn't be stunned even then. They're good teams. Birmingham. That would surprise me. Although Birmingham's been as I'm hot as anybody lately. I'm saying. It wouldn't surprise me. It would surprise me. But not a lot if they somehow weaseled their way into the playoffs. If they, like, squeaked I think right in now there. they're nine. I think they're... I, I think right now what we're at right risk now? of having to play those guys in the first round. If we had to play a playoff game, a play-in game... Yeah, they're ninth. They're playing right now, too. Who are they playing? Anybody good? Atlanta. Atlanta. So, no. So, they're probably winning. They're, they're, it's 3 nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, Birmingham playing really well right now. Uh, now, they don't have games in hand on us, so they'll only catch us if, you know, we, we disintegrate. But I'm saying... There are really good teams in the East. They're all going to matter, but I want everyone going into the playoffs going, we don't want to play Louisville. Right. Like, that's not the game we want. Yeah. And uh, we're coming up on nitty-gritty time, man. It's 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 closing Ugh. in. I mean, I'm like, I think when we get past the Tampa game, I'll make my prediction about what we're, what's going to happen with us. Okay. That's before St. Louis, before Nashville. And then I think we also have uh, Memphis and somebody else to close out. Yeah. But before those games... We close out on somebody tough, though. We close out with Memphis. So a reasonably easy game. It's our last game of the Oof. year. Yeah. So uh, as we get there, I think that that's when I'll be ready to say we're winning it all. We're going out in the first round. We are a middle-of-the-pack team. That's when I'll know. But this game's going to be a big part of that. What is your prediction for this game? God. One nothing good guys. One nil good guys. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think we're coming off of what arguably should have been a win yeah. on Indy, right? Agreed. We're going up against a team that we have always had some sort of trouble with. Yes. I feel like there's probably the, some fires have been stoked. Okay. I feel like there's probably some frustration that we didn't win the indie game. We're gonna take it out on Pittsburgh. Okay. Like you know what? You're gonna pay for this. I like it. I've got a strange prediction. I'm gonna make a prediction. I am an employee of the team. I uh, anything I have to say is my opinion only. Does yeah. not reflect the opinions of the team, our affiliates, or any of our sponsors or partners. But I'm going to make a prediction in this game because I feel strongly about it. I have got in my mind an image of a perfect Hubbard game. Yeah? Of Hubbard just standing on his head in this game, dominating this game. I've got this weird feeling that we're going to win 2-0. It's a 2-0 win. And that we're going to win 2-0... And we're going to walk out thinking we should have lost 4-1. Like, all those times when we've lost 4-1 and thought we should have won 2-0, yeah. this is going to be the opposite of that game. We're going to win 2-0, and we're going to walk okay. out thinking, man, I'm surprised we didn't lose that game 4-1. But we got a good goal from somebody that maybe you shouldn't necessarily get, and uh, that we prevent several goals that should have been goals for them. I've got an image in my mind of Hubbard being incredible. It wouldn't surprise the way he's been playing. He's been playing surprise. so well. I mean, it's just... So well. Uh, who is your goal scorer? Ugh. It cannot be from Oscar DePaco. I know. Okay. What if it was, though? <laughs> <laughs> what if it was? Um, you look out there and Taylor Pay has suddenly grown a rat tail. Right. And it's like, what the hell? The Jedi braid. I think we get something in run of play for Maggie. You I think, think Maggie continues his nice goal scoring form. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. On a long ball, which I usually hate. Okay. I hate when we do that. 
Yeah. Especially in the, like the last ten minutes. Yeah. I hate it. It's like control it. Okay. Because you're just launching it down there, hoping for the best. And there are times when we've done that, but I've been like, eh, this may not be the way to go. Well, I think the long ball is sort of the uh, it's the X factor for Lucidity. It always has been. Yeah. That when we are playing our best. We use the long ball to stretch a defense, not to try to score, not to try to create. Yeah. We just use it to stretch a defense. When you are using it as your primary weapon to try to score, that's when we're playing our worst. Yeah. And so it's, uh, you never really know until you're watching the game. But mm-hmm. sometimes, like you say, you see him play the long ball and you're like, oh, for God's sakes, yeah. keep the ball. I think this time it works for us. Love it. I think we get a long ball and does exactly what you just said stretches him out Maggie does his magic footwork and I think it's a I think it's a good looking goal I've got a Luke Spencer goal happening yeah I've got Luke Spencer bullying somebody and getting the yeah. goal the bully ball goal he's good at it he is <laughs> he's good at it um that's what I've got for Pittsburgh you got anything else of any interest or note no. about that game no, not about me alright well then, uh, you got any purple stuff? Let's uh, let's. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, there are drops left here. Yeah. So let's talk purple stuff. All right. Uh, news and notes from the team, the supporters, and around the league. Andy, anything from the house? Scouse's house. Uh, we're planning a trip to St. Louis. Love it for the game. Some people are going up. On let me hold on prepped horribly for this. You did prep horribly for this. Um, some people are going up on Saturday, coming back on Saturday. Some people are going up on Friday and coming back Sunday. If any of that interests you, get in touch with Scouse. Twitter, slide them DMs, whatever. Yeah. Semaphore flags. Exactly. However you want to do it. However you want to do it. Um, St. Louis is always a fun game. Yeah. St. Louis is a cool city just in general. Yeah. I am 90% sure where I'm going to go to that game. Yeah. 90% sure. Uh, we'll see where things stand when I get to that day. Okay. But uh, leading up to that, I feel confident that I'm going to that game. Uh, I think I might try to make a minor weekend of it. Oh. I, uh, I need to check to see the Cardinals' schedule. Oh. I am a uh, very large oh, yeah. St. Louis Cardinals fan. I don't know if I've ever referred to that on this show or not. I just don't know. But I am a lifelong St. Louis Cardinals fan. I don't think you have. I'm not sure You've mentioned have. the Colts before. Yeah. Uh, lifelong St. Mm-hmm. Louis Cardinals fan. My entire family are enormous Cardinals fans. I, my bona fides are unimpeachable in terms of my fanhood of the Cardinals. And uh, they are playing really well right now. And it's coming down to the playoff stretch for uh, baseball. And so, uh, depending on where we're at in the, uh, and frankly, that could be perilously close to the first round of the playoffs, which we look like we might be in. So I may try to work something out to uh, be able to catch a Cardinals game, spend some time in St. Louis, uh, get some really good barbecue from Bogarts, go on out to the Florissant uh, uh, Farmer's Market. Yeah. Um, Jay Hindenock and Corinne Hindenock went on a St. Louis trip with me the first year of uh City soccer we went in 2015 the first season had a blast uh and uh i i want to relive that trip a little bit it was a great trip and it really it was a lot of what solidified me as a diehard of this team i'd been to all the home games and i was into it but i mean i didn't i knew who you know matt fondy and magnus rasmussen and brian burke and scott scott goodwin were i couldn't have really told you much about the rest of the team right uh, I, I'm a sports fan, so I liked it, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't what I am today. I wasn't on a career. I wasn't on a trajectory <laughs> to make it a career path. <laughs> uh, and so uh, that game really helped. Sort of. Wow. I, I love this. I don't just like it. I love this. Right. And so uh, I encourage you get out to the game if you can, and uh, go to the field museum. I mean, the city museum. The museum's it's awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, there's good stuff. The Butterfly House is worth seeing. Uh, I'm not on the St. Louis Board of Tourism or anything. I'm just telling you, there's good there's shit. There's stuff to do, yeah. The Magic House is really cool. Uh, they have a really nice botanical they garden. They do. Yeah. Lovely uh, b- botanical gardens. So, seriously, go to St. Louis for yeah. this game because cool. there's a lot of cool stuff to do. And 
there are people who disagree with me about this, but I've lived in both places, and I'm telling you that of all the places in the Midwest I've lived, St. Louis and Louisville were the most similar to each other. In terms of the vibe and the attitude. That. Yeah, I can see that. Now, Mario Sanchez, my boss and, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, the director of youth development for our club, uh, he disagrees. He's lived in both places also, mm -hmm. and he doesn't think there's much similarity. I personally feel strongly that they are similar towns in terms of just, like, the vibe of the people in town. Personally. That's all. Go out if you can, because uh, road trips make you make you a better fan mm -hmm. and also bind you to the fan base better. I met, like, that was the night I met Ken Luther. I, I never knew Ken uh, before yeah. that. Like, uh, the, the, there was there was a lot of fun on that trip. So, go. Um, uh, any other news or notes from Scouse's house? Mm -hmm. Nothing going on from there. Okay. Well, then, uh, let me... One piece of news that I have is uh, if you are watching or listening to uh, Joe Valla's podcast, the Joe Valla Vodcast, yeah. which he does with uh, Derek and with uh, Matt Owens, the bourbons, beats, and balls, balls, beats, and bourbons, whatever order those three Bs are in, watch it, A, because it's vastly entertaining and it's lucidity content and it's cool, and they get amazing guests. Really? They crush it on the guest front. Now, I'm only saying that because I've been on their show. Now, wow. I'm telling you that, like last week, they had on Dr. Mark Lynn. Wow. And John Neese. Jeez. And that was just like one of their shows. They've had Brad Estes on. They've had uh, me. They've had Lance. They've had... If you are noteworthy in the Louisville City sphere, they've had you on the show, and they've done like five shows. So yeah. they're killing it over there. Watch the show. How but much of the team have they had on? They don't. They haven't done any players that I'm aware of yet. That doesn't mean they haven't, but I don't remember an episode where they had a player. All right. I imagine that will be coming, <clears throat> but uh, we'll see. We will. We'll see. Um, one thing I am certain of, though, is that Joe Valla is pushing hard mm. for the Harbor House uh, charity and doing the Kentucky Derby marathon uh, mini marathon run to support Harbor House in the upcoming year and he's pushing it hard and they want to raise a lot of money they want to make this a big purple family event and uh, he has sent me a video I mean a uh, audio recording that mm -hmm. we will play a couple of times over the next few months we'll probably try to slip it in once a month okay something like that just as a little advertisement because yeah. a I support the cause B, I support Joe Valla, and C, uh, you know, anything that means that I don't have to fill airtime to finish these podcasts is a yeah. good thing. So you won't hear it tonight, but you will in the future be hearing Joe Valla's plea for you guys to join the cause, because it's a good one. And uh, I committed to it last week, and I'm re-upping. I'm, I'm running the mini marathon next Are year. Are you really? I'm running the mini marathon next year. Have you started training? I've started dieting, which is the precursor <laughs> to my training. Okay. So we talked about the diet when I began it yeah. uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. And that was the, you and I spoke on the third day of my diet. Yeah. I am now three weeks in. How have you been? I'm down 10 pounds. All right. Now, cautious optimism to that. Okay. Like four of those pounds were vacation pounds. Okay. So we had just gotten back from Charleston. Yeah. yeah. And so like four of those pounds were not real pounds. They just happened to be on me from vacation. They weren't carrying it around weight. Right. But I'm down 10 pounds, feeling good about it. I'm still sticking very strongly to the diet. Good. Uh, it's going well. I'm optimistic. Uh, Are I, you exercising at all? I am exercising, but it is of uh, high-intensity interval training. Okay, yeah. And so, what, which to me means work my ass off for uh, 30 seconds take two minutes work my ass off for 30 seconds and I do that over the course of about 10 uh, over the course of about 10 minutes yeah. mostly it's just trying to get my heart rate up right and I don't want to make this an Evan Floyd's diet show so I won't put you through it all of it it is now I won't try to put you through it all of it it is now you can a ton of lean meat but the same deal to this continues is hold me accountable I want to give big kudos to Joe Woolley who has been holding me accountable every time I walk past Scouse's house hey Evan how's the diet going Evan did you uh, did you eat a cheeseburger before the game Evan, 
How many beers are you planning on having after the game? He's there's nothing about that that surprises me. And if you know Joe Woolley, <laughs> there's nothing about it that will surprise no, you. But yeah. he's holding me accountable, and I'm inviting all of you to. The re only reason I'm talking about it is not because I think anyone will be interested in it, but because in my life, the main thing I have fear of is uh, is not impressing people. Like, that's my main thing. <laughs> is I want, I, I'm terrified of not seeming impressive. And so uh, I have this fear that if I tell everyone I'm dieting and then I don't, that I will be letting people down. So I'm still on it. We're three weeks in. The goal is uh, is a hefty forty three pounds. I've, I've dropped ten of those. All right, so, you know we're on a good we're on a good pace. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. The the it made soccer easier on Tuesday night. I'll I would tell you imagine. That. So we'll see. We'll okay. see. We'll try to keep it up. Mario makes fun of me quite a bit about my little almond snacks during the day. Yeah, that's a way to go, man. Almonds are great. Well, the uh, the main portion of the actual diet bit is uh, limiting my calorie intake. Right, right. I'm not doing any fancy, you know, I've got to eat no carbs and all protein. I'm not doing it. I'm just, it's you don't need how many to. calories do you eat in a day? Yeah. Burn more calories than that and you will lose weight. That's an unimpeachable scientific fact. That's, that's just if sheer you, science. If you burn more calories yeah. than you take in, you will lose weight. Caloric deficit tried and true and that is what i'm operating from and so i got a good piece of information about how many calories i can consume in a day and i haven't gone over it yet so nice anyway uh that will be my contribution to the running the uh mini marathon okay. and so i am uh, I'm, I'm game to participate man by the time the marathon gets here it's you're gonna be buff evan well that we're would be nice see. wouldn't it we're now here's the thing evan. here's the thing i don't have it I had about a two-week span at age 20 of having what could reasonably be called a six-pack. Okay. It wasn't like, I wasn't etched in stone, but I mean, I was in really good shape. Like a six-week period, and even that was miserable. Like, just <laughs> the amount of time and effort and the lack of delicious things, Yeah. it wasn't worth it to me. But I mean, it was nice to have done it. I'm not trying to get back to that. I'm married. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> like, uh, we're good. I do not need that. But I do want to, you know, stay alive for her. And uh, I, I'm, I'm led to believe that being fat will prevent that. It turns out. So. It turns out. So we'll see. So Joe, Joe Valla knows I'm on board. And uh, I encourage everybody else to also. If you've, had, if you've ever had any kind of inkling to do some running, if you've ever had any kind of inkling to drop some pounds, or to raise money for a good cause, yeah. then uh, participate. Well, and the mini's so fun because you presumably you're going to be running with a group of people, and running with a group of people is great. Yeah, and especially a bunch of purple people. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, that'll be really nice. Uh, last year, we participated in it uh, as, a, uh, as a team. The Loose City team did. Yeah. Uh, Hack ran in it. Mario, uh, Brad Estes, a bunch of our people ran in it. Uh, I imagine we're going to try to arrange to be able to do the same thing this year. And this year, instead of making fun of them as they run by with Lance, Lance is going to be running with me. I'm committing Lance to it. He said that day he wanted to do it. And uh, I'm committing him, even though he told me this past week, dude, I said that that day. I'm not sure I'm really... Uh... No, Lance, you and me, buddy. Starting, uh, starting January 12th, you and I are going to go on a running program together. That's happening. Between now and January 12th, I gotta get down to my running weight. Jeez. And then January 12th until the mini, we're going on a program. Buff Evan and Buff Lance. Well, Lance is already buff. But uh, yeah, that's happening. Yeah. Okay, enough of all that, seriously. Um, in terms of team news. Yeah, yeah. There's not a ton right now, it's a lot of. I happen to know there's a lot of news and a lot of it's really interesting and cool and fun news but it's so cool and interesting and fun that we have to do press rollouts for some of this stuff yeah that we need to have press conferences that uh, Howie needs to craft interesting events for us to unleash some of this information and so I can't divulge any of it which right. makes me a horrid tease but I'm telling you, there yeah. is cool team news about some of our you just cool can't sponsor partners in terms of a bunch right, of cool right, stuff. Right, right, right. But we can't get there. 
So what I can tell you is that the stadium's taking shape, baby. It's taking shape. Are you watching this? Yeah. How often do you drive by it right now? Um, like three, four times a week. Uh, but I'll go out of my way. I mean, I have accounts in Butchertown and stuff like that. <clears throat> but I'll go out of my way to drive by it. Love it. And every time I drive by it, it's always... It's our stadium. I cannot believe that's our stadium. We're going to be playing there next year. Ugh. God, that first game... It's going to be nuts. That's going to be insane. Uh, it's it's going to be electric. It's going to be cold. Electric. But, it's gonna be fun. but I mean, who knows? Honest to God, who yeah. knows? April, early April, late March, nobody has any clue what the weather's going to be. No. I mean, global warming could have completely taken effect by then, and it's going to be 96. I don't know. But I do know that we'll be playing soccer there if the creek don't rise. Right. Um,. The new stadium news that is uh, out there, nine sections now sold out. It's awesome. Sold out of nine sections. It's awesome. Uh, and ticket sales to the general public finally begin Monday. Wow. So non-season ticket holders who didn't buy their deposits yeah. can get in on Monday, September 9th at 9 a.m., 9-9 at 9 Go get Have your at. tickets. Have at it. Um, really good spots left. Really, really good spots left. Yeah. There are some sections that have hardly been touched, and uh, I get that a little bit. Most of the people who go, it's a bit of a social experience. Yeah. And so you want to be in an area with your people. And I kind of get why the sections that have sold out are all on the club side. Like, because yeah. the club comes out from over there, the teams right, march right. out from over there, uh, you're you're in the second level, even without having to be in the second level, like, your first level height, but second level actual. Yeah. Uh, I get it a little bit, but on the non-press box side, some really, really good seats left. Like, some second row seats yeah. still out there. Yeah. Uh, and you're not paying more for the second row than you are for the 20th row in your section, man. Go get them. Uh, I happen to know for a fact that there are season ticket holders who still haven't bought for next year. There are current season ticket holders who have not yet bought their tickets for next year. Why? My hunch is not everybody is of the same uh, financial level as everybody else. All right? To be fair. Right. Okay. Now, you can get in the stadium at a good price, at a comparable price to what we've been paying in the past. But that doesn't always mean that people are just able to do it the day that they want to. So I have a hunch there are people out there doing some savings, having some, uh, moving some stuff around, uh, juggling portfolios, and that uh, you'll be seeing some more of those that go. My other suspicion is that a lot of the major supporters who are only going to sit in the supporters' sections, Waterfront with the Scouse's House right. or right. Uh, Butchertown End with the uh, Coopers, they know that what's, what seat they buy doesn't matter because they're not getting a seat. Right. So they know that they can wait. Like, those sections still have lots of availability. And so they know I don't have to be in a rush about it. <coughs> right. But I don't want you to, really, I don't want you to get mis, misaligned here. If you have an intention of buying season tickets, yeah. I encourage you to buy them sooner rather than later. Don't get comfortable. Yeah. Because the main thing I would point out is that, yeah, we may at this point have reached most of the people who want to buy season tickets. Basically, everybody who's like chomping at the bit should have known about it by now and had availability. But. It's the single game tickets. When those go on sale, that I think people are going to be like, if somebody buys the seat you were thinking you might get as a season ticket, but they buy it for one single game next year, you're not getting that season ticket. No. Don't goof around and hold off on this until you get to that point. Yeah. Don't sleep on it. You want to be a part of this, and you want to. You'll 15 years from now, you'll want to be able to say I was a season ticket holder. Yeah. Especially, to me, the people who weren't year one season ticket holders. Like, uh, everybody who bought season tickets in 2015 and still has them, 
there's a little air of superiority about that. Like, ah, I was there from the beginning. You know, yeah, I dude. was season ticket holder year one. We all know what number we were in yeah. terms of the season. That's fun. You all have your you all have your founding member scars. Our secret and... handshake. Is there a secret handshake? Well, you couldn't know. You didn't buy season tickets oh, the first year. Oh god. It's a secret handshake, Andy. Uh but there's a there's a sense of that, but it's also like a sense of community about it, like amongst the first year people, like yeah. uh, early adopters. We got on this from go. I have a hunch it'll be the same way with the first year of the new stadium, that there will be people who hold their seats for decades. That that's my seat. I've been sitting there since the first year. I've never had to give up my spot. Yeah. I always am right there. Yeah. And it's a little different for the supporter zone end guys because you'll basically be standing in your spot. But for the people who buy a seat, you could have that seat for God knows how long. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. You don't want to miss out on that or get stuck with a seat even eight spots over from where you originally intended just because you waited too long. Yeah. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. Honest to God, I didn't come in thinking I'm going to shill the company line right now about buying season tickets, and yet here I am. Season tickets, man. Go get them. Uh, honestly, I don't have a whole bunch of other news. The league, minimal news out from the league right now. Right now, it's sort of in a holding pattern. We're in the dog days of summer. Everybody's just waiting for it. Everybody's I just mean, everybody's, the yeah, everybody's just ready for the playoffs. I do want to make one note of uh, Phoenix. Killing it. Undeniably, unquestionably, killing it. They'd just be another team in the East, man. They'd just be another team in the East. They would. They're a good team. There are a lot of people in the sphere of social media who disagree with that. Oh, yeah. I I mean, there are people out there who right now think they're world beaters. And I'm telling you. They may very well win the win the cup. They're gonna have a, they have a better shot than anybody because they are very clearly the best team in the West. So I mean that puts them like a eighty percent chance of making the final. Right. And then you got to win one game to win it all. So I mean they've got a great chance. But teams like that, here's the thing about all it would take, and you know, on like a on some level, the best way I can put this is that you teams that go on heaters like that that just seem unstoppable are just begging to be beat yeah. in the first round of the playoffs. Or, in Cincinnati's case, the second round of the playoffs. Oh, hey Well, I'm sure they're looking on the playoffs as a fond memory yeah. as they are setting all kinds of records for futility in the MLS. <laughs> Perhaps they're on pace to be the worst team in the history of the MLS. Good job. Way to go. Cincy. Congratulations. Good job. Congrats. Uh, with that being said, Solomon Asante is amazing. He's going to win player of the year. He deserves to win player of the year. He's killing it over there. I think that he is that good, and he'd be that good in the East. I'm just saying, I think that if they played a full game, a full schedule in the East, I think they'd be somewhere between the one and the four seed. Yeah. Somewhere. But they'd be right there with everybody else. They wouldn't be running away with it like they are out West. No. Because the West is a simulation. <laughs> do you know that there are actually like fans of the Western Conference USL teams? I knew there were fans of Phoenix. That they're out there, man. They're out there. They exist. Who's, we, who's we live the in our worst bubble. team in the West right now? I don't. Uh, Tacoma. Tacoma Defiance, I believe, is the worst team. In Not the West. very defiant. No. Good. Not good. Uh, I believe that's the worst team in the West right now. But, and they're bad. They're. Atlanta bad. They're Hartford bad. They're bad. But the thing is, the next best team in the West, I'm not sure would make the playoffs. That's Reno. And I, they'd be battling for the 8-9-10 in the East. I truly believe that. So, take that. Now, I've only watched three total Western Conference games this year, yeah. so perhaps my uh, opinion is skewed. But this is my opinion, and I'm holding to it. It's never really felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm holding to this opinion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on the West. In terms of the East, we are where we are. We got to make a run. We got to get where we're going. But ultimately, the playoffs are what defines the USL. And 
I don't think anybody right now wants to see us in the in the in the playoffs. And I think that if Paolo and Brian come back healthy, if we've got a full strength squad going into the playoffs, I mean, I think we would be favored in every game. I mean, in my mind, we'd be favored in every game. Yeah. So, big stretch, big stretch. Let's go get some wins. Because uh, you come out of Pittsburgh, Hartford, New York, Tampa. You come out of those games with like two draws and two losses. That's a problem. You come out of that stretch with a couple of wins and not just Hartford. You're feeling a lot better. Yeah. Let's let's start it off on the right note by beating Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh and making a statement. Yeah. I would really enjoy that. I think we can do it. All right. We have got a special guest host next week. Yeah. Um, I hope that it's next week. I don't want to say that and be completely wrong, but we have got our youngest ever guest host who may be joining us definitely in the next two weeks, hopefully next week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know how to talk to an 11-year-old. I don't either, but we're going to find out. I'm just going to talk to him like I've talked to you and hope that it works yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Not that you're 11. I'm just saying I'll talk to I him mean, like I'll treat him like a like a fan because that's what he is. I've gotten 11 before. Um, <coughs> it's exciting. That's gonna be a fun show. It will be. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll be broadcasting from Saints. If that gives you any clue as to uh, who, who our is. guest will be. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I don't have much else on my agenda. Andy, no. do you? Yeah. Uh, well, then I say we end our podcast, and we end it by saying the only thing we ever say at the end of one of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. And that is a very simple, very pleased, very loud, Go City!